Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and meet me at verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. We're going to dive in this conversation that the Apostle Paul is having with the church in Corinth. And we're going to focus our time on this verse in particular. And Paul says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, many times people don't view this verse as a verse of favor, and I'm going to connect favor because that's the theme of our year, the favor of God to this verse. And I want to welcome everyone in the house. Thank you for being here today. Welcome everyone online virtually. Thank you for worshiping with us. I know there are people right now that watch the replay. Thank you. And even those that are listening in your car as you listen to the audio on Spotify or Google or, or Apple, Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we believe this message will bless your life. Uh, how many of you are good test takers? Would you admit that you're a good test taker? Okay, yeah. I, I thought I was a good test taker, too. Uh, many, many years ago, I worked for corporate America. I worked for a bank, and they required that their employees would be licensed with various financial licenses. One was called a Series 6 a Series 63, a Series 7, and I also had an annuity license as well. And the Series 6 license was, at the time, I believe it was 100 questions, and you had to get 70% correct on the Series 6. The Series 7, I don't remember how many questions was, but I remember it was four hours long, and you took a break in between the test. And most people failed the Series 7 test, and you had to believe, I believe you had to get a 72% in order to pass. And during that period of time of taking that test, I told my wife, I said, babe, you know I'm married to you, but i got to marry this Series 7 book. i got to dive in this book. I am not trying to take this test a second time. She understood, and I passed the test the first time. The annuity test, praise God, knocked out the annuity test. The Series 6 test, man, knocked the Series 6 test out. And these tests, if you did not pass these tests, the company was going to fire you. They were going to let you go. They required that your position had these licenses. And so the Series 63 was the shortest of all the tests. It was 60 questions, 75 minutes long, and you had to get 43 of the 60 correct. And my peers were not even studying for this test. They were knocking this test out. Well, I go take the test. I, I, I'm not a fool. I was studying. I go take the test. First time I take the test, I get a 42. I fail. The good thing is they gave you two chances. So I had another chance. Second time I took the test, I got a 42 again. I failed. Now they're thinking about, oh, man, we got to let him go. The rules say he has to be let go. Right. But aren't you glad for the favor of God? My manager, who I'm still friends with today, occasionally we go grab lunch. He fought for me. He's like, listen, I want this guy to stay. Let's give him another opportunity to take the test. Well, I had convinced them that 
where I was taking the test was the problem. I need to go, <laughs> I need to go to a whole new location, right? Something's, it's, it, I can't, how do you get 42 twice in a row? No, forgive me. They gave you three chances on this test. I got 42 three times in a row. I missed it by one point, three times in a row. So I had somehow convinced them that, by the God's grace and favor, that it was the location. It wasn't me. It was the location, and if you send me to Greensboro, I promise I'll pass the test. Just give me one more chance, I'll pass it. Pressure was on. But we went to drove down to Greensboro, and I had a great trip back from Greensboro because I passed the test, glory to God. And the rest, the rest is history. Uh, after that, you guys know my, my testimony, my story. I got promoted uh, three times in two years, started out making $28,000, end up uh, be, when I left, making over $125,000 in this company. And this, this was a moment of God's favor in my life that they looked at me and said, let's give them another chance. And they actually listened to what I even had to say. Let's go to Greensboro and take the test. Thank God. I don't know what happened. I didn't pass them, but thank God we passed the test. And this verse talks about tests. And Paul says, that there is no temptation that is overtaking you as such is common to man. Now, I want to pause there. This word temptation is the word test, trial, or also enticement to sin, right? More often than not, when you see the word temptation, you need to think test. Somebody shout test. Yes. Now, some people are good test takers. Some people are not. But there's no test. There's no temptation there's no trial that is overtaking you. Uh, this word means overtaking means has come towards you. Uh, no test or trial, regardless how it came, regardless of the source, the regardless of the origin, no test have, can come upon you that is not, watch this, common to man. So there is no test. There is no trial. There is no circumstance. There is no situation that can come upon you that is not normal to humanity. There is no situation that can come towards you that someone in the past may not have already went through it, someone currently is going through it, or someone in the future will probably go through it. Uh, there is no test that can come upon you that is a, a special test for you that someone else hasn't been able to uh, resist. There's no situation that can occur that says, you know what, this is so unique to you and you're the only one that is going through this and you're the only one that's feeling this and no one on the planet is always feeling it. It's just you and this is so special. It's so unique to you that th there's, there's no proof, there's no evidence that anyone, anywhere, at any time has resisted the temptation to sin or to quit in this test. Uh, aren't you glad that other people are going through tests as well? I mean, come on, talk to me now. Aren't you glad that you're not the only one? Aren't you glad that you're not the exception? Aren't you glad that you are not the, you know, the single person that is going through something that no one else has gone through? I'm glad to know that I ain't the only one. Somebody say, I ain't the only one. 
I, I ain't the only one that, that may be struggling paying my bills. I, I ain't the only one that may be single looking for a spouse. I'm not the only one that may have family issues. I'm not the only one that's dealing with infertility issues. I'm not the only one that maybe can't pay my bills. I ain't the only one. There's something comforting in knowing that I ain't the only one. If a test comes, if a trial comes, if a situation comes, rest assured, you're not the only one that is going through this situation. There's something exciting to know that there's some commonality, there's some teamwork, uh, that there's some uh, fellowship and community in knowing, guess what? I'm not the only one on the planet that is ever going through this. Anytime as a pastor that I sit down with people, I hear it all the time. Pastor, I'm going through this unique situation and it's so unique. And I sit and tell them I've talked to many of people that have gone through this situation. This is not a unique situation. Now, I'm sympathetic towards it. I'm compassionate towards it. But someone somewhere is going through that the same time you are at the same moment, going through the exact same situation, dealing with the exact same ignorant people. <laughs> Forgive me. Dealing with the exact God loving people. Somewhere, somewhere, somebody is going dealing with what you're dealing with. And somewhere, somehow, they have resisted the temptation to quit. They've resisted the temptation to sin. They've resisted the temptation to give up. Somewhere, someone is going through the same thing I'm going through, and I'm not the only one. Sometimes when the, the enemy tells me, well, you're not going to uh, get this taken care of. And I, we just had an uh, uh, unexpected bill pop up, right? And this bill popped up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this bill, uh, we weren't planning for this bill. I had to remind myself somewhere, somebody had an unexpected bill pop up for them too. That don't mean they need to commit suicide. I'm talking to somebody now. I want to drive the suicide spirit out of you, the quitting spirit, the turn back spirit, the doubting spirit. I want to drive it out of you today because you're not the only one. People are going through stuff. They may not tell you what they're going through. They may look good on Facebook and Instagram, but they are struggling and they're going through stuff and you're not the only one. And the enemy wants you to think you're the only one ever that's dealing with this. And more often than not, people are dealing with it too. Say, I ain't the only one. Now understand, look at this verse. This, Paul tells us there's no test. There's no temptation that can come upon you. Don't worry about the origin. Don't worry about the source. Don't worry about the origination of this. No temptation has overtake you except as common to man. That means it's normal, but watch this. But God is faithful. Glory to God. God can be trusted. God can be relied upon. God is faithful. He is loyal. He is consistent. He has never let me down. He has always been there for me. He has never left me. He has never forsaken me. Who am I talking to in here? Who has experience with God? Who knows how faithful God has been? 
In the toughest times, God has been there for me. In the roughest times, God has been there for me. When I didn't know what to do, God has been there for me. When I put myself in a test, God has been there for me. When my mouth put me in a situation that I shouldn't be involved in, God has been there for me. Who am I talking to in here today? God has been there. He's been faithful. He's been consistent. He's been reliable. God can be trusted. He can be trusted. Say, my God can be trusted. Now, 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 now this, this is so cool here. He, it says he's faithful. He, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. He, he will not allow it. How many of you know that God allows a lot of stuff to happen on the earth? Matter of fact, everything that's happening on the earth, listen to me, everything that's happening on the earth, God is allowing it to happen. But that doesn't mean God is willing it to happen. That doesn't mean that God is planning for it to happen. But God is allowing it. When things happen on the earth, when things happen in your life, this verse tells us, or, 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 or let's, I'm going to pause in the verse. I want to talk about God allowing it because some people feel like if God allows it, then God is planning it. Well, you know, such and such devastation happened over here on this side of the country. And they'll say, well, that was God's plan. No, no, that's not God's plan. Did he allow it? Yes, he did. But it wasn't his plan. It wasn't his purpose. Just recently, one of my kids, uh, I told him, you know, tie your shoe. You know, they don't want to tie their shoe. Tie your shoe. Oh, you got to tie your shoe. They don't want to tie the shoe. Then they outside running, fall down, bump their head on the ground, come back crying. What do I do? Hug them, hold on to them. Did I, did I, uh, did I plan for them to fall down, bust their head on the ground? Was that my perfect plan for them? No. But was it allowed to happen? It wasn't my plan, but it was allowed to happen. Thank God that they were okay. We hugged them. Everything's fine. Now, this is why we say tie your shoe. Right? So things happen on the earth that God allows, but it's not his will to happen on the earth. It's not his plan. But this verse tells us, watch this. God will not allow. <sighs> Help me, Holy Ghost. This tells me that God supervises all testing. That God surveys your ability. That God notices your capability. That God is looking at your capacity. That he knows the severity of the test, that he's looking at the timing, are you, are you tracking with me, of the test, that he is, he is observing your condition in the test. He's looking and he's saying, I'm not going to allow you to go through something that you're not able to get through. <sighs> God allows a lot of stuff on the earth. But what he will not allow is you to go through something that you can't get through. 
He will not allow you to be pushed past your point of no return. He will not allow you to fall flat on your face and fail. He will not allow you to uh, be an example that will not represent him well. And so he's looking at you and he's surveying and he's noticing and he's looking at your capacity and your capability and he's saying, okay, they can handle this test. So if you're going through a test, Know that God has already determined you can get through this test. If you are going through it, you can get through it or God will not ever even allow it to happen. So whatever you are going through, know God has already supervised that test. He already says, I know they can get through it. And so if you're going through it, God says you can get through it. And he says he's not going to leave you. He says he's going to be right there with you and you can get through it because I know what I put in you and I know what's on the inside of you and I know that you can handle it and I know that you're not going to be allowed to be pushed past the point where you quit cave in and give up so God says you can't lose if you go through this test come on somebody put your hands together for the Lord Woo! glory to God God is saying that he's not going to even allow there to be a test that you can't pass Woo! now you might have been like me in the series 63 and you might have failed it the first time but God says I know you can pass it Take this test again. And you might fail it the second time. And God says, I know you can pass it. Go ahead and take this test again. And you might fail it the third time. And God's saying, I've already noticed. I've already observed. I've already surveyed your ability, your situation. You can pass it. Go ahead and take it again. And you go in there saying, listen, because that 63, all my constituents was passing that test. I'm the only one not passing the test. I know they're not smarter than me. I know they're not better than me. I know they're not better looking than me. I can pass this test too. If Pookie and Ray Ray can pass it, I can pass it. And so I'm like, I can pass this test. And God is saying, whatever you're going through, maybe you're dealing with some uh, co-workers. Maybe you're dealing with a family member. Maybe you're dealing with some aches and pains in your body. Maybe you're even dealing with a disease. Listen to me. You can overcome it. Or you never would have been able to go through it. Are you listening to me today? God said he's not going to allow that to happen. He's not going to allow it. He has already looked at your credentials that he has given you. (laughs) And he said, I put enough in you that if you're going to go through this, you can get through this. There, there's a, there, you might be going through a season in your life. That, that season should let you know that God, God sees me strong enough to handle this thing. God's, God knows and I'm tough enough to handle this. Not, not apart from him, with him. Not apart from him, with him. God knows with him we can, we can do all things. God knows with him we can get through this tough season. God knows with him, I know the money may be funny, but he's going to make a way. God knows with him, I know there may be pain in your body, but he's going to make a way. God knows that with him, I know there may be some chaos in your family, but he's going to make a way. Because if you couldn't go through it, he wouldn't even allow, if you couldn't get through it, he wouldn't even allow you to go through it. And this is what he's saying here. No temptations overtake you such as coming to man. God is faithful. He will not allow you 
There's so much stuff he allows, but he's not going to allow this to happen for you to be tested beyond what you are able. So he knows what you're able to handle. This is the favor of God. Are you listening to me? This is the favor of God. God favoring you. You don't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't work enough for it. God is saying, I love you. God is saying, this is my kindness to monitor even when the test comes, even the season of life, the test comes. God monitors that. He knows that there are some seasons you may not be able to handle it. But in this season, you can Glory to God. There, I, I, was, I was talking to my wife, and there were some certain things that I said, man, if this happened five years ago, I'd probably, I'd probably be in prison right now. I'd probably put my hands on somebody right now. You know, seven years ago, if this would have happened, man, I probably would have done some things I regret. I mean, any witnesses in here, I would probably done some things. If it happened 10 years ago, oh, my gosh. I know that God was monitoring in the season of when that happened. He knew that, okay, they're going to badmouth you and you're going to forgive them because 10 years ago, you may not have forgiven them. But now you can forgive them. So I'm going to allow it to happen because I know you can get through it. I know you can handle it. I know that you can overcome it. Glory to God. Ruthie, let's put that back on the screen. So he says here, Paul says, there is no temptation overtaking you such as common to man. God is faithful he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Watch this. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Let's pause there. With this testing, God is saying, I'm going to make the way of escape. Now, what is this way of escape? This way of escape is God saying in the testing, I have an answer. In the testing, I have a solution. In the testing, I have a remedy. And although you may be discouraged, and although you may be sad, and although you may be down, and although you may be physically tired, and although you may be mentally drained, in this testing, I have an answer. So whenever a testing comes, a solution comes right with it. Whenever a situation comes, God has an answer for it that comes right with it. Matter of fact, if you want to go deeper, God has the answer before the test even came. Matter of fact, he sends the answer first because this test is rigged, okay? This test is set up for you to win. Are you listening to me? This is an unfair test. You have already been proven to overcome this, so God gives you the answer first, and then he gives you the test. Glory to God. You got the answer before you even go through the test. Woo, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. God is saying the answer comes first, then the test. So here's the way of escape. Whenever there's a test, there's always a solution. The question is, what is the solution? Well, the solution is Jesus, always. It's the wisdom of God, always. But you're going to have to recognize in this test, do I step into it and say, you know what? We are going through this thing. I'm going through it. 
knowing that the power of the Holy Spirit's with me, knowing that the wisdom of God's with me, knowing that I'm not doing this alone, knowing that there are other people that have resisted and have been victorious. I'm going to go through this test because God's favor is on me or is the way of escape you stepping out of it? Is God saying, okay, you're involved in this situation and the way of escape is, my wisdom is, I want you to step out of it. I've had situations with family members that I just had to step out. I had to step out. You know what? I'm stepping out of this. I, I, I can't let this affect the future that God has. Now, I didn't say divorce your spouse. Okay, I didn't say that. Don't leave her. Pastor said, yep, step out. Step out the marriage. <laughs> step out. That's what I was looking for. Step out. Woo, glory. Step, step, step. Matter of fact, you step out. You get out. Yeah, pastor said today you should have been at church. Told you to come to church because he said for us to break up. That's not what I said. No. No. Marital situation, you step into that thing. Y'all resolve it. Y'all figure it out with the help of the Holy Spirit. But you dealing with your old crazy sister. Come on, somebody. Your old raggedy uncle. Oh, I'm sorry. But I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Your cousin that's jealous of you. Go on and just step on out of that. Let the Lord say, step out of it. This is the way of escape. Step out. This is the way of escape. Close your mouth. This is the way of escape. Hold your peace. This is the way of escape. Don't. Say that. Don't do that. Stop. God is talking to you. What is the way of escape? There's a solution. There's an answer for it. And he's giving you the way of escape. But realize you can handle it. With his help, you can go through it. With his help, you can overcome. I don't care if it's a business partner you're working with. Maybe you need to step out of that deal. I don't know. Hey, you know what? What's the penalty to step out? I can't work with you. You're a liar. I can't work with you no more. I need to step out. Or maybe the Lord's saying, step into that thing and say, you know what? Step in. I'm not going anywhere. We gonna, we, God has equipped me to handle this, and we are going to handle this. Whether you like it or not, it's going to be handled in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, now he's saying here, watch this. No temptation has overtaken you as such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not even allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it, endure it, to patiently endure it. God is saying that he has given you the fruit of patience. And as you are in this test and in this trial, whether he tells you to step in it or step out of it, that you have supernatural patience on the inside of you, that God is saying that he knows the, 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 the reserve that he has placed on the inside of you. And you've got more than you think you know. You've got more patience than you think you have. You've got more kindness than you think you have. You have more love and goodness and gentleness than you think you have. And you think that you're going to quit and cave in and bust somebody over the head. But God is saying, I've put more in you and you can patiently endure this thing. You can endure. Because when you go through testing, when you come out of it, and, and, and let me just say this, let me just say it, you're either one of three situations. 
You're either going in a test right now. You don't know it yet, but you're headed into a test. You are currently in a test or you're coming out of a test. You're one of three. You're going into one. You're currently one or you're coming out. God is saying that when you get through a test, you'll learn more about yourself that you didn't know. Any test I've gone through, I've learned more about myself than I didn't know. And you'll learn more about God that you didn't know. If everything was cotton candy, Doritos, Coca-Cola, popcorn, we would not know how strong we really were unless there was a test. Matter of fact, I don't want to fly in nobody's airplane unless they've been tested. Who want to fly in a plane and, and the pilot ain't never been tested? I want that. I want him or her to be tested. I want them to go through some hard situations. I want them to have been crying at night like this is really, really hard. I want to hear they struggle. Who am I talking to? I want to hear they struggle. I want to know, man, I, I, I worked hard to become this pilot. I want them to know that they know what they're doing behind that cockpit. You've been tested. I don't want you to know this is my first time and I ain't never flown a plane before. I, that's, I'm getting off the plane if I hear that. Welcome, everybody. This is welcome to flight. Da, 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 da. My name is da, da, da. And this is the first time I've ever flew a plane. I've never flown before. I don't know how they gave me the reins of this cockpit. Beep, 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 beep. I'm off that plane. No, I want, I want somebody that's been tested and tried. And God is saying in order for you to get to the next level that, that he wants you to go, you're going to have to go through some tests. But here's the key. You can handle it. You can get through it. You can go through it. He would never even allow that to happen if you can't go through it. He wants you to get to that next level and it requires testing. Anytime you go higher with him, there's going to be temptations and tests that come right along with it. I read something on social media that I thought was really good. I'm going to butcher the quote, but it simply said, God... Um, wants to help you deal with difficult people now that don't belong in your life so that you know how to deal with difficult people later that do belong in your life. Mm, that was so good. That was so good. And a lot of our tests, a lot of our temptations, a lot of our trials have to do with people. It's the contention with people. And God's telling you, I'm not going to even let you go through this contention with people. Unless I know you can get through it. Many years ago when we started our church, I was working uh, for a church. And what happened in that situation, they ended up closing down and downsizing and that sort of thing. And we ended up stepping out to start this work here. And they were, like I said, they were downsizing that sort of thing. Well, the Lord spoke to us and said, step out, start a new work. And uh, we, we got started in a band room. Stinky, smelly band room, community house, middle school. And um, then we went to Butler. And so we were, we were, we were stepping out. We were obeying God. And uh, initially, that, that pastor initially was, yeah, I'm for this. Yes, this is what you should do. Glory to God. I don't know who he talked to, but 12 hours later, he was not for it anymore. This is not this is not right. And, and you shouldn't do this and and you shouldn't start. And, and, and but Stacey and I prayed, took some time to pray. We knew that was the right thing to do. And there was contention in our friendship. 
We were friends and, and there was a lot of contention because he felt like I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do that. And, and now 12 hours, he said, 12 hours before, he said, I should. This was right. 12 hours later, I shouldn't do it anymore. And I said, well, we prayed and you were in agreement and so on and so forth. Well, there was a lot of contention on our friendship. And this, this particular man was a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine. I've known him for years. And we were going through a test in our relationship, really hard test, because I loved him and I, I wanted to, uh, you know, support him and submit to what he was saying. But the Lord was telling me to do something different. And I had a plan. If the Lord tells you to do something with no plan, pause. God's telling me to do something different. I don't have a plan. That, that's not God. Listen to me. God's going to give you, a, God's going to at least give you the first step. And so the Lord told us, start. And our relationship was really tough. We would talk and we would try to work it out. We would talk. And there were times that I was getting really angry. And we were just angry, and, and then, we were, then we would be arguing, and, uh, and it'd be anger and contention and anger. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said to me, he said, this is of me. This separation is of me. He said, your job is to guard your heart, but this is of me. You guard your heart. And that was a comforting statement to me because I was trying to hold on to the relationship. I was trying to hold on to the friendship. I was trying to hold on. And the Lord said, step out, step out of it. And you guard your heart. And the way he explained it to me, I didn't plan on telling this story. Somebody needs to hear this. The way he explained it to me was it was surgery that we were having surgery and he was cutting us away and I needed time to heal. I needed time to separate. I needed time to let him, let him do his thing and I do my thing and we can be okay going our separate ways. And there's no animosity. I, even to this day, we occasionally talk. No animosity or hardship, anything, but I had to go through that in order to obey what God was telling us to do. And here's the reason why I told it. I'm a better person because I did. I'm more patient than I was. I'm more kind than I was. Now I'm in a pastoral role. Now I understand the pressure he was under and some of the decisions he was making that I thought were off the wall. Now I get it because now I'm in that role and I see, oh, I see, I see what you're talking about. I didn't have your vantage point. But because we went through it, and God knew we could handle it. And it was of him. We both are better now. We're tougher now. We're stronger now. Right? We, we both got more fight. We got more fire. We, we got more wisdom. We, we are doing what God's called us to do. And we came out of it. I know I did. Stacy and I did. Came out of it saying we are stronger than we ever thought we were. And we came out of it saying, God is more faithful than I ever thought he was. He's more reliable, more consistent than I ever thought. I'm, I'm going to share this because I sense the Lord saying share it. Initially, this particular gentleman said he was going to help us start. 
I'm going to help you financially. I'm going to give you this equipment. And then 12 hours later, he wasn't going to, he, he didn't do, he didn't want to do nothing. I ain't doing none of that. I was like, well, 12 hours ago, you were going to, I ain't doing none of that. I'm not helping at all. None of that. This is what God showed me. He said, this is of me because I want you to know. Let no man say they made Devon rich. Remember Abraham said that? Let no man say they made Abraham rich. Let no man say they made Devon rich. Let no man say they are the success of true life. Let no man say it was because of them that the ministry is doing well. Let no man say it. We had to start with nothing. I remember our first, our very first service, we had no microphones. We had, we, we had nothing. And we just started. And God's been faithful to us, Otis. He's been faithful to us. Come on, put your hands together. Everything, everything in here is paid for. Praise God. Everything in here was purchased brand new. Glory to God. God showed me that because I went through a tough time and that relationship was tough, that ending was tough. I learned more about myself I didn't know. I was stronger than I thought I was because of the grace of God. And I learned more about God that I didn't know. God, when he says, I'm going to take care of you, he means I'm going to take care of you. Look at me. I've never missed a meal. Can you tell? I've, I've never, I've never, I've never missed. I stepped out of a six-figure paying job. God told me to do it, to go into the ministry, and we've not missed a beat. God is faithful. It's through learning more about him and learning more about yourself, and that is what the tests are for. If, if this is true, will tests come to make you strong? That ain't true. Tests come to kill you. The, 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 these tests are coming to, to wipe you out. These tests are coming to eliminate you. They're not coming to make you strong. What you do with it, how you perceive it, how you look at it, how you respond to it, it's what's going to determine if you get stronger or not. But how many of you know people that have gone through tests and they are worse off than they've ever been before? I know people. They went through some and they are worse than before they went through it. That's not how it's designed to be. God has designed it for us to get better. We're going to get better. We're going to know more. We're going to see more. We're going to have more wisdom and more patience and more kindness and the fruit of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit will manifest more because we've got some experience in some things. How many of you want to know someone that has experience? How many of you want to be somebody that has experience? Well, it's going to take testing. And because of God's favor, he is not going to allow you to be tested more than you can handle. Thank God for his favor. This is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www truelifefc.org You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you 
And remember to love, learn, live and lead. Thank you.